you are listening to the Zero Waste Life Hacks, a podcast where we share facts and hacks around a variety of very interesting topics. Welcome to episode 14 on heat. So heat waves are occurring more often than they used to in major cities, not just across the United States. Their frequency has increased steadily from an average of two heat waves per year during the 1960s to now having more than six heat waves per year. And a heat wave, if you don't know, is described as a period of high temperature, which spans over more than two days. So this is a problem and it's definitely an issue that deserves some discussion. So today we have a very special guest. She is the director of the City of Los Angeles Climate Emergency Mobilization Office and also the City of Los Angeles First Chief Heat Officer, Marta Segura. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here. I'm Thanks. very excited to bring the heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also here, Michelle, Michelle your lovely Se- co-host. Yes. Oh, yeah. You didn't introduce me, but that's okay. I didn't introduce myself either. <laughs> Let's do that. We, we know you at this point in the game. Everyone knows who we are, but they really need to know about Marta. <laughs> she does bring the heat or tries not to bring the heat. Rather. Uh, reduce the heat, but it was just a joke. you know. <laughs> so tell us what you do in your role right now if, mm-hmm. and why it's so important, because it's pretty historic and groundbreaking. Yeah. I'll start with why it's so important to go from what you were saying. Uh, they have heat waves have increased in frequency and duration, especially for LA. And in fact, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Administration, categorized Los Angeles region as first in the nation to have um, be affected by the risk of extreme heat. That means we have more deaths, more hospitalizations during heat waves in LA than anywhere else in the nation. Um, so we're not just calling it a heat wave anymore. We're calling it the heat season mm. because as you said, it's from June to mid-November now. The heat waves themselves, the last historic heat wave lasted almost two weeks. Um, so that meant that our city workers and disaster workers had to work on weekends and um, holidays. Um, but going back to the importance of this extreme heat work, it's, it's LA's primary climate hazard. We have floods, we have droughts, we have rising sea levels, but what affects our infrastructure the most, what affects our health the most, what Mm -hmm. affects um, people um, that live in low-income communities that are pollution burdened the most is extreme heat. So that's why we're focusing on it. I'm working on short-term, long-term, and medium-term goals. And I I think we can get into that, but an example would be we want to make sure there's enough cooling centers in neighborhoods Mm -hmm. for people who don't have access to what we call thermal comfort or air conditioning in their homes. Uh, Because there's been a lot of research done that if people have refuge from extreme heat throughout the day, then they are more likely to thrive and and not be hospitalized and not go uh, into... Um, heat stroke or heat exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So I want to highlight that for everybody because it's not your normal summer, right? right? We have higher temperatures, longer lasting heat waves. So at night when your body's used to getting recovered, it's no longer getting the recovery it did because it's still hot at night. All the time. It's hot all well, the time. I also want to just point out, because we have listeners from all over the world, today is in it, using LA as an example So wherever you are in the world, um, 
We just encourage you to listen, take on some new information, some facts and hacks, and then where are you at? What is your local city doing? And find the Marta of your area. <laughs> right. And well, there's and only there, a few. So if there is one, even, I don't know. I mean, you guys are teaching me right now. So, <laughs> yeah, but we, every city and every region can do something. Right. And absolutely. there are uh, eight chief heat officers throughout the world and they're Amazing. all women. Yes. Africa, Australia, wow. Mexico. Greece, Mexico, uh, Santiago, Chile, uh, Miami. I, Miami was the first, and um, I'm only the second one in the United States. So we are, we were all previously either climate directors, resilience wow. officers, but the reason that um, they're all women yes. is because studies have also been done that heat disasters affect women more than anyone else. Wow. Um, so the... The movement to create um, this really was with that in mind. How do we have more attention on women, what women go through, um, and how they adapt to heat and how they help their communities and their families wow. adapt to heat and disaster. Yeah. And if you think of the millions migrating now because of climate disasters, a lot of that is as a result of extreme heat and the inability of those regions to adapt and wow. change, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I think that this is a good segue into the first part of the podcast, which is facts. Um, <laughs> Sophia was really excited about this episode and having you as a guest, which makes me very excited. So I am. Please, <laughs> ladies, bring it on. Let's get some facts and let's educate some people on heat. Well, I think one of the facts or something that has been clear from a lot of studies that have been done is that more heat equals more injustice, right? So lower income families, a lot of times have more challenges staying cool, right? Like many of us will be like, oh, it's hot outside, turn on the AC. But for some families that might not be a reality, right? Because turning on the AC increases your energy bill, right? And depending on the time of use, your energy bill can be even higher. So a lot of times families will go without turning on the air conditioning and make little sacrifices like that because we all can't just afford to turn on the air conditioning, nor do we have access to it, right? Some buildings might be older, they so you can't install an air conditioning unit, right? It requires retrofitting, which might need permission from a landlord. So there's all these different barriers. Um, mobility also, right? We can say like, oh, why not just go to the mall and hang out for the day? But what if you're homebound? You are on oxygen. You have all these different challenges. So every solution, you know, I think for every problem, there is a solution. But sometimes even some of these solutions um, might not be as accessible to everybody across the board. So That's I think, right. yeah, it's interesting. To yeah, if, I totally agree, Sophia. Um, and if you look at all of the climate equity mapping that we've been doing and even the UCLA heat risk map, it demonstrates exactly what you're saying, that the historically disinvested neighborhoods of the region mm -hmm. in Los Angeles are the ones that suffer the excess deaths and excess hospitalizations mm -hmm. during wow. heat waves. UCLA did a 10-year retrospective study on those numbers and numbers in those neighborhoods are at least 15% more than other regions. Um, and of course, there's vulnerable people everywhere because if you have any kind of um, asthma, heart disease, kidney disease, obesity, uh, you name it, you are more vulnerable to extreme heat because what happens is heat stagnates pollution. Mm. And pollution then is at 
breathing, your breathing level in your home or outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then you're more exposed to those pollutants and your body is less capable of processing that. That's why you see those um, disproportionate impacts on those lower income communities who are also pollution burdened, who have the greatest health disparities Mm -hmm. and who have least access, like you said, to mobility, to healthcare, um, and don't know exactly what to do about it. And they may not even recognize that the heat waves are longer in duration and we're in the heat season because heat has been the silent killer. There hasn't been enough attention on it. And that's why I really appreciate this podcast, bringing more attention to everyday people around the world to understand that we have to be more proactive about our everyday actions to protect ourselves, our family and our communities. We do. And there's things again that, you know, we mentioned air conditioning several times, but there are ways to, to, um, save money, but also stay safe. Right. So something isn't like, so I'll bring up, wait, we're on the facts. We're on the facts. So I'm moving ahead. Moving ahead. Okay. I know it's just so easy to just give the hacks, well, but, but you have to, I think what the important thing about facts is why should we care? Oh yeah. You know, and people yeah. are like, what do you mean? It's hot. Yeah. True. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think it's not we, hot where we I live. Re- or- <laughs> yeah, we could reiterate that that vulnerable communities are everywhere. People with mm-hmm. pre-existing health conditions mm-hmm. are everywhere. Senior citizens and children and those with obesity are less able to thrive during extreme heat conditions. And we know those conditions exist everywhere. But I think what we were trying to say too is that you'll find excess rates of death and hospitalization in areas with pollution burden and and excess health disparities. So we all have to care. And the other thing that I'd like to say is that um, when we invest in the areas that have been historically disinvested, Mm -hmm. we're investing in ourselves Mm, because we're reducing pollution for everyone. We're reducing the disparities that have historically existed for, for those communities. But we're also helping build awareness in the communities where they may have air conditioning, they may have healthcare access, but they still have disparities. And if they're out and about, their mobility is reduced as a result of extreme heat. And we're all going to suffer from um, an inhabitable city of Los Angeles where there is heat, where there is drought, where there yeah. is lack of water. Not if Marta can help it. Though. <laughs> Not if I can help it. Not if I can help it. Exactly. Well, so we all want to do something about it. Yeah. And I think the human health aspect is obviously one that's obvious to us because as a species, we're looking to preserve ourselves for future generations. But it's also interesting to note how um, heat can really affect like our energy systems, right? So like our infrastructure. So sometimes when we discuss climate change, we think of, you know, people think of the weather or like all these other Mm -hmm. things that they don't really make these connections. So, but when you think about power lines and you know, how it's trans, how energy is transmitted, cables are melting. This is affecting our ability to even be able to turn on the air conditioning or the lights or whatever it may be. So it's an issue because it doesn't just affect people. It affects the power grid and the energy that we rely on basically to go about our lives every day. So, so basically what we're saying in a way is that we are anticipating more heat waves, especially in summertime, if we're using Los Angeles as an example, and then wherever you are, look that up in your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. um, in the future. Now and in the future, we're already disproportionately suffering everywhere in the world. And the idea is that it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And we want people to know now that it's already different and that in order to prevent these consequences from happening to to you or your community, we want you to recognize that it's already different than it was 10 years ago 
20 years ago, mm. five years ago. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to, you know, have these conversations and talk about the heat season, mm-hmm. not the summertime. It's, it's gone beyond the summertime <laughs> for Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and then you were talking about energy, right? Yeah. City of Los Angeles just passed the new building decarbonization policy where all new buildings will not be connected to gas lines. Mm. That will reduce our greenhouse gas emissions, but it also reduce indoor um, emissions that are dangerous to people, to children, especially to children and to senior citizens. Um, and now we're working on existing building decarbonization and how to do that without unintended consequences. And what that really means for your listeners is not connecting buildings anymore to gas lines. Interesting. Not yeah. having appliances that rely on gas. Yes. Yeah. So that is one major way. The other major way is through transportation, uh, creating fleets that are all electric, creating trucks that are all electric, starting with the systems change mm-hmm. because we can't just rely on individuals to buy an electric vehicle. We have to no. have all of these corporations and governments begin to invest in the electrification of their vehicles so that that can reduce, significantly reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. And why I'm talking about greenhouse gas emissions and extreme heat is because they're not just correlated, it's it's evidence-based that they're connected. They are. Like rising temperatures, they increase the frequency and intensity of like things like hurricanes, wildfires, flooding, drought. So, you know, in one sense, we might think, oh, it's going to, you know, extreme heat is going to create doubt he- drought here and crops will die. But in other places, you know, the polar caps melting will create more water, right? The sea level rise. So it's a very complicated subject, but it really all again, comes down to climate change, climate justice, and how we can work towards basically making a better world if we just act now. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, That's is right. There, is there any other facts as we get close to the end of the first segment that you would like listeners to know about? Well, I think that, you know, with the Paris Climate Agreement, we haven't made a lot of progress in our goal setting. We're still on a path to... Um, have 2.7 degrees of global warming. But we've seen more significant change and improvements at the local level with Climate 40, the C40 initiative, where um, the mayors uh, and their individual cities, and this is talking about the local action, right? Yes. Uh, Acting locally, but being globally. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we've seen significant improvements to the mayors that have been a part of that um, global organization. And so that's really encouraging. What And what that says to me is like, sure, presidents can make agreements, you know, the United Nations can make agreements. Mm-hmm. But if you don't build the awareness that you mm. all are building with this podcast and other yes. movements, then change is unlikely to happen. But fortunately, there's a lot of local wonderful action that is moving us in that direction. Oh, lovely. All, all right. good things. We're going to take a little PSA break. And we will be back with part two of episode 14, Heat with some hacks. Hey. What? Do you like music? Duh. Well, Hot Mobile Disco shares. Shares what? 
playlists, DJ mixes, and live streams. Sick. To find out how to listen, visit hopemobiledisco.com. That's H-A-U-T-E, mobiledisco.com. All right, and welcome back to part two, the hacks section. What hacks? I mean, this is pretty heavy stuff. When Sophia introduced this as a topic, I was like, gosh, that's so abstract. It's not as simple as let me use a metal straw as opposed to plastic. But Mm -hmm. as we get into it, it's really how we live every day because we're talking about our infrastructure, how we're getting around, where do we live, where do we work, where do we play, Um, so (laughs) what are some hacks around heat? Well, I think there's a lot of things that can be done and, you know, looking at a budget to no budget, right? So there's programs like, you know, using lighter colors, just like you would wear, wearing lighter colors in the summer could keep your body cool. You Mm. could do that with your roofs as well, right? So a light, if you're building a new home, having roofs that are more reflective, painting streets a lighter color, all these things, increasing the amount of urban canopy, right? So trees, we know that historically the cities that have more trees are traditionally wealthier, right? So why Does not- Does that go along with people that put um, like moss, you know, when people build roofs that have canopy or moss? Oh, or like living roofs foli- Living roofs. Yes, that's one solution. Green and cool roofs are mm-hmm. a real thing. They right? are. So you can uh, put a nice light colored paint on your roof mm-hmm. and it'll also reduce your electric bill during the summertime. Yep. Uh, you Sounds can, so simple. Yeah. You can use shade. Uh, if you have a tree in front of your house, that produces the same kind of cooling effect for your home. As well as oh, habitat. Wow. And shade structures <laughs> as well as, yeah, vegetation yep. and, and habitat. So all of that, um, which is, like you said, is mostly found in well-heeled neighborhoods and not in mm-hmm. the disinvested neighborhoods right. really mm-hmm. helps reduce electric bills. So what we'd like to do is make sure that all neighborhoods have access to right. shade equity, right? Yes. Um, and shade structures, including in our in our bus stops, have yep. shelters with hydration stations. Those are hacks for cities. Yes. Now, hacks for people, like you were saying, drink plenty of cool fluids, mm-hmm. water, um, not soda, not coffee. Those dehydrate your body. Right. Uh, you were saying wear light clothing and light colored clothing on a hot day. Mm-hmm. Make sure that... Um, the path that you're taking to school or work, if you're taking the bus, you know, you, you identify bus stations with shade structures, right? right. Um, keep out of the sun as much as possible and recognize it's a heat season yeah. and these heat waves are longer. So you have to do more than just um, stay cool during the day. You have to yeah. be really proactive uh, about uh, keeping your body um, cool at a cooling station, in a library, in a mall, in a cafe. Possibly even modifying your work schedule, right? So Exactly. Whenever it's really, really hot, okay. we go find shade. I can go right. sit in my car, turn on the AC. Construction workers. But what construction right. workers, people that are working in the fields, they don't stop working. Heat or no heat, they're the, out there going. So, you know, it's... Yeah, talk to your supervisors about your work schedule during a heat wave. They should be bringing it up to you, but if they don't, you bring it up to them and everybody wants to keep their workers alive and safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, have them call me. 
Yeah. They call Chief <laughs> Chief Segura at yeah. the city of LA if you need any more well, information. That's actually really interesting, though. I never thought about that. Like you just people that would normally work in the day in the in the heat waves mm-hmm. start earlier or start later I mean, or expand sh- the schedule to come in on the weekends. Right. But just modifying that because it does require change. But yeah. I also love the simple like stay hydrated, wear lighter colors. And, and how are you moving through your space? That yeah. Day? So yeah. it sounds pretty simple and it's amazing. I don't know. It's, and there's more. And there's more? <laughs> there's so many Tell more. me more. So even something like light bulbs in your house, right? So changing light bulbs, something like an LED light bulb, switching to that, not only does it last longer, but it produces less heat than a traditional light bulb. So within our space, we can control that heat. You know, Oh, if, interesting, yeah. Yep, or even putting in curtains, right? Adding extra curtains, thicker curtains that block out more light. I know um, one of my windows has like this thin silver film that you kind of just like stick on there. That reflects, but even like say if you have a, a space with like multiple rooms, close a door to a room that isn't, be, that's not being occupied, right? Mm. So that whatever air can circulate in a smaller yeah. space. So these are again, things that like, they're not crazy ideas. They're simple, but it's like, we might not even think about them. And then once you get in the habit, you're like, oh yes, I yeah. can keep my place cooler. I can. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to mention is we're not, shooting to be cool or to have skin that's cold you want thermal comfort um, and thermal comfort means doesn't mean that you need an air conditioning system it just mm-hmm. means that you need to stay healthy throughout your day yep. so if you don't have ac you, you could use a fan yes. and you could you could use swamp coolers and oh, you could yes. um, hack your home so that where your space is like you were saying sophia um, you're cool enough there thermally comfortable um, yeah. where you're not getting towards heat exhaustion. You know, you want to continue to check yourself and um, pay attention to your body, drink plenty of water. That alone will help keep you cool throughout the day. But if not, then you can call 311 or go to our Cool Spots LA app and uh-huh. find our cooling centers. Oh, see, there you go. You said swamp cooler. So can I... I want to expand on that because <laughs> I know that a lot, not, I mean, in LA, yes, we have a air conditioners, but there's a lot of old houses that don't. But as an example, when they just had that heat wave in London, Mm. the UK doesn't have air conditioners Mm. at all because it's never been this hot and it, they really suffered, especially the older folks. That's right. So break it down, break it down. My parents live in West Hollywood. Um, They don't have air conditioning. It's a house from the 1920s, you know, so it gets cold very fast. It gets hot really fast. And so with the air conditioning, one of the hacks that I introduced to them was taking a jug of water, say like a two liter of water, right? And you put that in front, like you take it, fill it up with water, put it in the freezer. So you have like this giant block or, you know. Of ice. Yeah, of ice. And you put that in front of a fan so that as the the fan is blowing, it's hitting something that's cold. And so it circulates a little bit more of that cold air. Obviously put like a little dish or something underneath to collect so, it but yeah but this is like a simple hack again it doesn't cost any money you probably already have a fan so that's one right. simple way of you know yeah and then it. if you do have an ac and you're afraid to use it just know that you only need to use it a few hours a day to yes. make sure your body doesn't go above a certain temperature right so you just want right. to have refuge from the heat throughout the day and night 
So it doesn't mean that the AC has to stay on 24-7. And there are critical times when you should use it, and then you could turn it off when it's not necessary. Right. Yeah. So another question on that note, um, in Los Angeles, I don't know other cities where you're at, but we had during extreme heat this past summer, um, times when they really asked us to turn off Oh yes, everything. And it was always a time of day where, you know, in the morning, it, it the, our home will stay pretty cool until the afternoon. <laughs> and then that's when the house got really hot. But then that was usually when it would kick in for us to not have our air conditioner on because that's when everyone's going to turn it on. So this is when we should really use these hacks and kind of maybe isolate in one room, close the doors, keep it, keep, keep it so it doesn't circulate, get our swamp. Also turn what off did the you equipment. Call it? The swamp like, what? Swamp cooler. Swamp cooler. Swamp cooler. Oh, turn off your equipment. That yeah, was, that's not being used, right? So, because yeah. that's uh, also uh, interesting if you have a household of people, everyone's on something. Computers. Yeah. True. Or your, um, your stove is connected, your washer dryer are connected, mm-hmm. and that could oh. be leaking electricity too. You could, oh. I would disconnect those and if you need to stay safe and use the equipment that's keeping you cool, Ooh, right? Like also on the topic of washer and dryers, hang dry your clothes. This is a great opportunity to use that, you oh. know, the temperature. <laughs> True. You know, In your favor. Yes. True it's hot, that. so you can save money on your electric bill. You can also not use, you know, run something that creates heat and you can dry your clothes naturally. Beautiful. (laughs) All simple things. Beautiful. Um, All right. Anything, any other hacks you want to bestow? Well, you also want to eat less because the more you eat, the harder your body, the harder your metabolism works Mm -hmm. and the hotter you become and the more vulnerable you are, especially if you're having stuff like coffee and sugar and sweets and alcohol, all of those dehydrate your body. Mm -hmm. So you're counteracting the water that you're drinking with things that dehydrate your body. Uh, So you want to keep your, you know, internal metabolism also very cool. Well, that's actually really interesting. Um, in in Chinese medicine and some of these uh, some of these other healthy ways of of preventing and keeping your body you know like preventing me- medicinally eating well mm-hmm. um, in the summer when it's hot you would eat light and you would eat more raw foods and you would eat uh, fruits yes and in the winter when it's cold you would not eat raw or fruits you would Mm. then eat cooked stewed maybe even oven things from the oven um and i think it's interesting that you brought that up because it does actually help your body in these times you know when it's cold out you're eating warm stewed things that are in the oven that are or like you know pan fried (laughs) you know and then in the in the hot weather you're actually are cooling your body down by eating less and taking yeah. in raw foods. Yeah, or things that are just like have a high water content. Right? I think watermelon, cucumbers, mm-hmm. corn, like all these things are water rich. They're healthy and they're also, I think, affordable, right? So, I mean. Healthy and affordable. Yeah, healthy, healthy and yeah. affordable. So I think that's important. Just being aware of what we're putting in our body and how that affects and how ah. we can also prevent it and if you must then add things like electrolytes too you know like oh yeah that's super important i'm glad you mentioned that because we don't talk about that enough Mm. there aren't enough electrolytes in the food that we eat Mm -hmm. and the water that we drink during Mm. a heat wave and that's really important especially for 
younger and older populations. Yeah. I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. Especially like sense. athletes and stuff, you know, like my kids right. play baseball mm. and of course they're always trying to give like the ga- little Gatorade bottles or whatever. And so when it was my turn to bring snack, I brought my big old cooler cause I bought the powder. <laughs> you know, the powder the without Gatorade. the sugar. Yeah. You know, with the, for the Gatorade. So it's like, that was one way and the kids right. use their reusable water bottles to fill that up. So, you know, same thing, like we don't have to go out and buy all these individual little plastic things right. or, you know, little hydration packs cause those are very popular now. Right. <laughs> it's like we can still do it and still be sustainable and still meet our needs and stay safe. So I Wonderful. don't Agreed. Any closing notes on hacks? I just summarize, right? Yeah. We're, we're like clothing. Eat uh, cold, raw vegetables and fruits. Mm-hmm. Have cold drinks. If you want to cool down in your home, Think of what other things you can turn off in your home. Yes. Um, also, if you don't have AC, use a swamp cooler. Um, and you probably look on your website for that information. Uh, you should probably go to our website, climateforla.org, and That's find right. out other things that you could do for cooling down. Yes, you should. You can receive alerts, too, about high weather uh, coming up. Oh, yeah. Please sign up for notifyla.org. That will notify you when there's any adverse weather event, but particularly extreme heat weather oh, events good. for the city of Los Angeles. And most cities have their own alert system. They have yes. their own version of it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the main thing here to remember is that we as individuals can do so much, right? So no matter what, the planet's getting hotter. That's a fact. That's our reality right now. But again, with these simple solutions, I think there are things that we can do. And even thinking beyond that, there's things that we can adjust in our lives little by little to re- reduce our um, dependency on oil and oil-related products, right? So reducing the amount of plastics reduces the demand for oil, which reduces, the dem- you know, the ability for companies to get more permits for more oil drilling. So these are all things that up the chain make a big difference. So I think start small, do what you can, and really just share information and watch out for each other. Watch out for your neighbors. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many people that are isolated, you know, that live alone, that are elderly. Let's use our abilities as humans to like care for others and just look out for each other and check in on those neighbors and see if they're okay. And maybe they don't have access to the internet or, you know, so we can share solutions with them and share information with them. And I think that um, could potentially actually save a lot of lives. So that would be my suggestion. All right. (laughs) Check in on your neighbor. Check in on your neighbor. Well, Time is up for this episode of the Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast. We hope that you enjoyed our hacks around heat and enjoyed listening to our amazing guest, Marta Segura, who just shared so much information with us and continues to just be a champion and a fighter for not just Angelinos, but for people everywhere by her leadership and like just inspiring other leaders to do more and take on more responsibility to act now. So um, we just ask you that you continue to educate yourselves and do the best that you can and see if any of these changes you can actually implement in your life without waiting for a catastrophic heat event. Right? That's right. <laughs> thank That's you. Right. Thank you for joining us today and taking thank you time both. to talk. Um, we would love to challenge our listeners to take some of these hacks and for more information, please visit the city of Los Angeles climate emergency mobilization website. Climate4LA.org. Climate4LA.org, right? And from there, you can follow them on any of your desired social media. 
Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. There's all kinds of really informative information. Sign up for the newsletter so you can find out about heat waves and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not in the LA area, we encourage you to check out what is your local government doing for you? There is probably information on a website. They've probably got this infrastructure set utilities up. Utilities have that information utilities, as well. Utilities, yes. I do get information yeah, from my utilities. Especially on yeah. rebates and discounts yep. for the kind of equipment that you might need and for climate adaptation. Yeah. yeah. And as uh, Sophia mentioned before, check in on your neighbors and share this information. They might not all have access. Um, but if you are in the LA area, please download the app. That you mentioned earlier, Cool, cool Spots, Spots LA. LA. Yep. Um, what does that do? That helps you to find places where you can go to cool off. Yes, it has all the know. cool spots that the city has created for Angelinos. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, for more information on this episode, please visit zerowastelifehacks.com. We have a blog post about every episode which helps you to have those links so you don't have to sit there and write them down right now and gives you a little bit of information about this episode and all past episodes of the Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast. This podcast is a Hood Mobile Disco production. Our team at HMD Studios recorded, mixed, and produced the episode you heard today. For more information about our channel, other podcasts, music, live performances, and more, please visit hotmobiledisco.com. That's H-A-U-T-E mobiledisco.com. 